The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. As a parent, you know how common it is that our little kiddos complain of tummy aches. And you're never quite sure if it's anything to take seriously, but if it happens enough, it can get worrisome. When should you take your kids to the doctor, and what do these tummy aches really mean? My guest today is Dr. Claudio Marrera. He's an assistant professor of pediatrics in gastroenterology at the Boston University School of Medicine and the clinical director of pediatric gastroenterology at Boston Medical Center. Dr. Marrera, I'm so glad to have you on as a parent of two children when they were little. I remember the tummy aches happening all the time. What are some of the most common tummy troubles in kids that parents most frequently come to see you about? This condition or this complaint of kids is very common. Many kids complain of abdominal discomfort, how I usually call it, or abdominal pain throughout you know, different moments of their life. And most of the time, the vast majority of complaints are isolated and random and doesn't mean anything particularly serious. Some other types, times, I'm sorry, are a little bit more frequent and raises the concern of the parents. And even in those cases, the conditions associated with the complaint of abdominal pain, the vast majority are benign, relatively easy to control conditions by your primary care doctor. So in general, most of the time, the abdominal pains are related to benign conditions, relatively easy to treat. Okay, so thank you for saying that. And with our kids at different ages, those those stomach aches can mean different things. With babies, it could mean colic or gas. And in toddlers, it could be a way to get attention. And in teens, it could be stress. So when it comes to kids, when do we know when to bring them to the doctor? So the younger the patient, the more concerned it is particularly in babies and infants, that they start, you know, showing symptoms of distress, crying, etc. We don't really know whether it's the stomach that is causing the trouble or not. We presume it is because the baby, you know, bends the legs over the abdomen or curl over, or sometimes they arch back when they're eating. So we say, oh, their stomach hurts. And yeah, it could be that the stomach hurts. But other times, it's not the stomach. But we don't expect the parents to know that difference. So if a patient is having symptoms of distress with crying and uncomfortability, particularly in association with feedings or defecations, this is a patient that should be evaluated by a provider to make sure, particularly if it's very severe, to make sure there is no urgency. If it's not severe and resolves quickly but repeats, this is a patient that should be evaluated for, you know, reflux or constipation or other, you know, conditions that are easily to resolve. But once again, if the pain is significant, the baby, never mind the baby's vomiting or having diarrhea or, or never mind blood in the poop or anything, this is a patient that should be evaluated quickly. This is an infant. For older patients, there are different considerations that I'm happy to talk, you know, more. I mean, as children grow, one of the things, you know, if a kid has strep throat, they get a fever, then they get that stomach ache. Then you're like, okay, maybe it's 
strep that seems to go along with it. You take them to your provider. But parents worry, Dr. Marrera, about appendicitis. When a child has a stomach ache right away, a parent thinks, "Uh uh-oh, is this something really severe? Tell us about older children and when we should be concerned and what is kind of normal. Absolutely. That's a very good question. And I agree with you. We always have the concern that something more acute and serious that require a more aggressive intervention is present in the in the patient. So my general advice, if it doesn't look right, you should follow your quote-unquote gut feeling regarding this thing. But the typical patient, let's say with appendicitis or other more serious condition, is a patient that has a relatively short time of, of starting the pain that is very severe and cannot be calm uh, or controlled easily with the typical measures of like, you know, some Tylenol or something like that. Of course, if the patient on top of that have fever, severe diarrhea, in your case, the patient has, for example, some sign of other infections, this is a patient that should be evaluated because something more uh, concern it could be going. In general, it are short-lived episodes. It's not like the patient had a pain for half an hour, then was better, and then the pain happened again, you know, two days later or the next morning. No, this is a pain that is there all the time that doesn't go away. So the pain, the parents usually can say, the pain started this morning around X time and hasn't gotten any better. Or he's been complaining of this pain that is way out of proportion since last night. So there is a clear, relatively short-term presentation of the pain. And in the case of appendicitis, in general, it's associated with fever, could be associated with vomiting. In general, it's not associated with changes in the stool pattern. But if you have a, you know, like a two-year-old that all of a sudden starts to have severe pain and the patient goes kind of like pale or sometimes limp and then the pain gets better and repeats again, this could be also the manifestation of another concerning problem. But in general, these are acute pains. Acute in medicine means short-term pains that appear relatively quickly and are severe enough. The pains that are less concerning are the more what we call chronic pains, a pain that presented and then got better and then presented again a few days later, or the pain that happens when the child, the seven-year-old or the six-year-old is trying to go to the bathroom and can't go, or he hasn't properly defecated in the last week and now is complaining of this dull pain, particularly if he has to go. So then we know that probably this is related to constipation that needs to be addressed, that needs to be treated, but it's less concerning than the prior type of pains they're having. If you look at the pattern, these are kind of like two different type of pains. One pain at the beginning that is very intense, relatively short-lived, started, you know, in a very clear time, started like yesterday, eight time, and it's associated with like fever or vomiting or diarrhea or other stuff. And the other one that is more, um, not as bad, but more frequent, more unclear for how long has been going on, the typical thing, well, he's been having this pain for months, but the parents can't really tell me March or April or whatever makes sense. You know, it's a whole two different kind of patterns there that allow us doctors and the the parents to differentiate one from the other. 
Well, that was a great explanation. And yes, we understand if if we have girls that are prepubescent, maybe they've started their period, they get cramps and stomach aches from that. But before we, we talk about some of the services of the pediatric GI clinic at BMC, what do we give a child if it's an upset stomach? And they're a little guy, we've heard about little tummies, Pepto-Bismol, our parents used to give us K-O-Pectate, and now we have probiotics on the market. Can they help with our children with stomach aches if it's a little bit chronic or not that often and not so severe? Can we give them any of these things, doctor? There are a few things that you can use. For example, a baby with colics that we know is colicky baby because, you know, the characteristics that I said before, babies doing otherwise fine, eating okay. It's a time of the day that the baby has the pain. There are some reports using certain type of probiotics. There are some other reports using peppermint oil, for example, in some other babies. There are some uh, herbal remedies that are now over-the-counter based kind of like on chamomile or this type of thing that are very useful, you know, for those babies. That's totally fine. Or an older child, for example, you know, the child has a gastroenteritis and is having, you know, fever and has some vomiting and then had some uh, um, diarrhea and then it's very clear that this is kind of like an infection, but the child is complaining of like some, you know, stomach aches. You can use antacid, for example, regular Maalox, you know, you can use that. If a patient has a fever or strep throat and is complaining of abdominal pain, you can use, you know, acetaminophen, you know. So all these things can help, absolutely. But it's the pain that is not that severe, that is a pain that is in association with other symptoms that are very classical, you know, like example that I said of gastroenteritis. We can use those remedies. We have to be mindful that if the pain is severe, if the pain is the main symptom that the patient is complaining or the pain is abrupt and severe, this is a patient that is better to be evaluated than to start giving, you know, remedies which can mask what is going on, okay? Yes, definitely. So then highlight for us some of the services of the pediatric GI clinic at BMC. So the pediatric GI clinic that we have here at BMC is a... um, multidisciplinary clinic when we, where we have available nutritionists, we have available providers, of course, and we have uh, nursing specialized in GI. We have the ability to have psychologists specialized in GI. So it's a, you know, very broad clinic when we can serve, you know, most of the conditions associated with pediatric gastroenterology. In general, the typical problems that we see in our clinic are patients with gastroesophageal reflux, babies who aren't gaining weight appropriately or or children with recurrent abdominal pain that have seen their pediatrician and their testings are fine and we're thinking the patient might have you know irritable bowel syndrome we see those patients patients with problems moving their bowels either too much or too few, you know, like constipation or chronic diarrhea. And then, of course, we have patients with certain liver disorders, patients with inflammatory bowel disease, like Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, patients with celiac disease, lactose intolerance. So we see a lot of patients. And the advantage of our service here is that we are part of a more broad pediatrics specialty group that we are all co-located in the same area. So it's very easy for me if I see this patient that has this disease that can affect 
produce anemia, for example. I have my hematology colleagues, like two offices down, and I can, you know, very briefly, you know, and just walk down the hallway and say, you know, hey, I have this patient here that is seeing me for, let's say, Crohn's disease, but his iron or her iron is very low. Can you help me with that? And they take over. Or I have this other patient that has, you know, irritable bowel syndrome and I consider requires a more behavioral management. And we have a pain clinic that has a psychologist and a nutritionist. So we have available all those resources for our patients. On top of that, we are very culturally sensitive. So patients, for example, Hispanic patients, Latino patients that they require their services, we have, you know, we can provide those in a very culturally sensitive way. And this is just an example. So I am very proud of the quality of the service that we can provide to our patients with gastrointestinal problems here at Boston Medical Center. Wow, it's a very comprehensive and, as you say, multidisciplinary approach to GI issues in kids. Wrap it up for us. Dr. Marrera, please give us your best advice as parents have so many questions about various tummy troubles with their kids, whether they're little ones or whether they're teenagers, and they do worry about things like irritable bowel diseases and that sort of thing. So please wrap it up. Give us your best advice about when it's appropriate to see a provider if our children is experiencing experiencing stomach aches? This is a very good question because, as I said at the beginning, it's a very, very common complaint in children. You, your pediatrician or your nurse practitioner, primary care doctor is your best friend for your child's health. You should not feel shy to even call and ask, you know. Um, my, you know, Johnny has been having this odd abdominal pain for the last three weeks that only happened in the morning before going to school, do you think we don't need something? And many times by phone, a, a provider's office, if your primary care office knows your child and knows what has been going on, has their medical record, so they can give you sound advice and then ask you pertinent questions that will guide them towards the urgency of the condition. And they can tell you, well, you know, let's try this and that, and then I'll see you in a month. Or, no, no, what you're telling me is kind of concerning. Why don't you come tomorrow to see me in the clinic? This type of, so don't feel shy to ask those questions. As a general lifestyle, we need to make sure that our kids have a healthy diet and balanced diet, that they don't miss meals, that they have enough exercise and water. Like general lifestyles are good for everything, not just for gastrointestinal problems. So there is a preventive side, which is all these you know, good measures, and then there is the part of seeking for information. And I would definitely use your primary care office as a resource for initial information regarding concerns about abdominal pain. Thank you so much, Dr. Marrero. Great information and really something that parents think about and have concerns about every day when you've got kids. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing your expertise. And that wraps up this episode of Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. Head on over to our website at bmc.org pediatrics for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast as informative as I did, please share with other parents. Share with people that you know that have kids because we are all going through this together and that way we learn from the experts at Boston Medical Center together. And don't miss all the other interesting podcasts in our library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.